Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope the content of this program will bring you biblical hope and practical help. Now here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, Jeff, I'm thinking about the word hope. Obviously, our our ministry is called Hope for the Heart, and this program is called Hope in the Night. And um, some people may, periodically, some people will ask, me, why did you have that name? And I think the word hope is, is crucial. Uh, when we live with biblical hope, we can have an anchored life. We're held steady in the midst of any storm. Not that difficulties can't happen to us. Uh, and and I do need to say this. Because hope, the word hope, is, is often misunderstood, therefore an accurate understanding of the meaning of hope is crucial. Uh, I love this scripture, by the way. It's Psalm 25, 5. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Again, that's Psalm 25, 5. So, let me explain something. Hope that we often think of as, uh, I'll call it cultural hope, is an optimistic desire that something would be fulfilled. But notice, this hope is not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed hope because it's subject to changeable people and changeable circumstances. Whereas, this is the other kind of hope. I'm calling it cultural hope versus Christian hope. Christian hope is an optimistic assurance that something will be fulfilled. And this hope is guaranteed hope, not subject to change, but rather anchored in Jesus Christ uh, and, and in every promise in the Word of God. And that's your key. What are the promises? So, what I'm going to say, occasionally there's a question like, well, as a Christian, how can I be sure that, that hope is guaranteed? And, and God will fulfill his promises. Okay, Christian hope could sound beyond belief for some people, but there are reasons to have assurance in God's promises. Consider this. Number one is the character of God. And then number two will be the fulfillment of the promises in God's word, what, what or what he promises us, how there will be fulfillment. Okay, the character of God is huge. You can have absolute confidence in the promises of the Bible because they are the promises of God. They are not the promises of a finite, uh, frail, ever-changing human being, but the promises of our infinite all-powerful, unchanging God. The Lord not only tells us the truth, but he is the truth. 
He says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. He cannot lie. This is based on Hebrews 6, 18. And nothing is impossible for God. That's Matthew 19, 26. And he is always faithful to do what he says he will do. In fact, the Bible is clear. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. At Psalm 145, verse 13. Now, I said there were two aspects of how to be sure, how, how you can be certain that, that the hope that we are given from God will be fulfilled. Well, consider the fulfillment of his word. In other words, God has proven himself time and time again. The Lord always fulfills his word. Hundreds of prophecies in God's word have been fulfilled in the past, especially in and through uh, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The past fulfillment of his promises shows that his word will be fulfilled and can be trusted. And to help help us be assured of, of our hope, the Lord encourages us to remember and reflect on his work in the past to remind ourselves that he will fulfill his plans for the future. Now, I'm, I'm saying that because I want you to hear the scripture. It's Isaiah 46. Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God, there is no other. I am God, there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. What I have said, that I will bring about. What I have planned, that I will do. Now that's Isaiah 46, verses 9 through 11. Look that up. Underline it in your Bible. Isaiah 46, verses 9 through 11. He wants us to know that whatever he has planned, he will do. And he is all-powerful. So if it is a promise of God, and that's the key, it's not just wishful thinking to hope for something out there. But if God has promised it, he will fulfill what he has promised. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's Ministry Multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight, 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Uh, If you have any questions about tonight's topics, uh, or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living to help you address your situation. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you access the resources you need. Uh, Their number, again, 800-488-HOPE. And while you're talking to them, you might ask them about the 31-day interactive devotional that we have that June Hunt has written called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. Now, many people have been helped by this devotional. Again, it's a 31-day. You can do it in one month or do it repeatedly, month after month, if you'd like. But we actually send a copy of this to each night's callers. The first time that a caller is on the program, we'll send this out to them as our gift from our ministry. If you'd like to get this, you can just order it from customer support. And the the bottom line is that we need to see ourselves the way that God sees us, because how you view yourself can have a profound effect on your everyday living. Sometimes negative people or circumstances can just leave you feeling down about yourself, or an inflated perception of yourself can interfere with the work that God wants to do in you and do through you. Well, the key to healthy Christian living is to see yourself through God's eyes, because if you don't know who you are, then you can't really know God's plan and purpose for your life. So how well do you know your true identity as a child of Christ? Because you're worth so much more to Jesus uh, than you can ever imagine. He died for you, and he cares for you deeply. And uh, so we want you to discover the great riches of your identity and the 31 devotions in this book and experience exciting transformation that comes from seeing yourself through God's eyes. Again, that's the title, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, a devotional from June Hunt, and uh, talk to customer support about getting your copy of that. It's 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Also, for more resources, check out our website at hopefortheheart.org slash store. You can find updated keys for living, uh, Lifeline to Hope online training, as well as June's many biblical resources. Music CDs are there as well. It's at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Now let's get to our conversation tonight with Bonnie. Bonnie, welcome to Hope. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. How can we help you? Um, I it's a I have a difficult situation. Um, I'm a mother and I have four children, and my oldest child is incarcerated 
has been mm-hmm. there for 10 years now. And this, um, and, and it's not so much about the incarceration of where he is or the circumstances and how I feel the whole justice system went. It's really about my faith, about it. Um, for years, I've been praying and believing and trusting, uh, crying and feeling God is hearing me, but maybe not visually seeing um, his answers. Now I don't feel it anymore. I, I, I pray, and I, I barely even cry now. And I'm concerned because I feel like I'm losing my faith. Because mm-hmm. I'm saying the right words. Uh, I'm saying the words I always said, but they always had a feeling behind them. But now I feel like I'm saying the words, and they're empty. And I, I just need help with my faith, and I know there's, uh, and I'm not really uh, scriptural, but I know there's a scripture that speaks about having faith, but uh, the person prayed, but helped me in my non-belief, and that's mm-hmm. where I find myself. It's not that I don't believe, it's just that I guess it's been so long that I just don't feel it anymore, and and that's what I wanted to talk about. Okay. It's a great question, and I'm just going to mention that we had a team member who uh, was a very gifted speaker and is a very gifted speaker, and um, she's a a women's director at a a church. Um, She's been there maybe a year and a half or two, Uh, not at our ministry anymore, but Again, highly, highly sought after as a speaker. And her son was, interestingly, um, incarcerated for more than 10 years. And she said, she cried, she prayed, she, and she said, she learned, it was just this week, this last week, that um, she, I heard her speak about this, and it is right in line with what you were saying about how she just really believed that the Lord was going to answer a certain way, or the timing and all, and it didn't happen. And um, later, she said, I, I, you know, in retrospect, I'm disappointed in how I responded, and that was her. Um, but what I'm I'm going to ask, um, and I'll, I'll comment a little bit more about what she said, because I think you'll find it interesting. Um, when you said you you prayed, and you, and you said, I had faith, I want to hear, what did you have faith in? What was your faith in, specifically? Okay. Um... <laughs> That, well, initially it was that um, all charges would be dropped. Uh, Then it went to um, the sentencing would be better. Uh, And then it's been that he would come home soon. And soon became months and a decade now. 
the spring will be 11 years. So it, it keeps sort of moving. It's almost mm-hmm. like I have something that I want, well, and, and I think, well, if you're not going to give me this, will you give me that? Well, if I can't mm-hmm. have that, can I have this? And it just constantly keep moving. And I've even prayed for um, God's will, not mine. But then I would honestly, to be really honest and frank about it, I came back and sort of backpedaled and said, uh, "My God's will, not mine, uh, help me to accept your will. But by the way, when is he coming home? So. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know if I answered your question. Uh, yeah, no, clearly. no. You're exactly what I was asking. Okay, so this is what I'm hearing. You prayed that all charges would be dropped uh, initially, and then uh, later uh, that the sentencing would be better than what it was. Um, basically, it, it, you said you did seek to do, and this is what Jesus prayed, not. You know, he he was specific about his request uh, to not go to the cross and not suffer what um, the the cup of suffering that he did uh, endure. But he said, and so he prayed that he could uh, let let this cup pass from me. He said, but he did say, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And so you said you sought to do that, but then you know it was hard. To, but at least you did attempt, and you did a little bit uh, have that. Uh, you were seeking to do what God would want you to do. Am I correct about that? Yes, yes, you are. Yeah, okay. And um, and and the reason I'm asking this these questions, you said I, I prayed, and you said I had faith. Now, I'm... And so, so your hope was in God coming through for you, right? Yes. And their and your son. Okay. Years ago, I wrote uh, our what we call our counseling keys, our our keys for living on the topic of hope. And I remember, as I was doing this, I was thinking, the problem is, what about praying for something? And you're right, it's not, it's not like you're living a life of sin or debauchery or anything like that. And actually, um, and, and you're sincere. And let's say, let's say that it actually is something that where there is no guilt. Now, in this case, the person I'm talking about, my friend Debbie, her son was guilty, but she just kept thinking, surely not, surely not this sentence, surely not this length of time. And the the bottom line is um, she she knew the Word of God, she knew how to pray, and she had a a right life. So why wasn't her prayer answered? Well, when we look at what hope is, and this is what I want you to focus on because your question is right on target where not just you being there, but we've all, I think we've all been there. 
we've hoped for something and believed that this would surely, whatever it would be, would take place. And it didn't take place. So I, I, I have a section in our material, what do you do when hope doesn't happen? Meaning what, what you hope in doesn't happen. And the reason I did that is because, again, this is your 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 situation is classic, where you have prayed. Uh, you didn't do it for selfish reasons. Uh, there, you know. It, so, so bottom line is this: there, there are two words: faith and hope. Faith and hope. Well. What is the difference between hope and faith? Hope is based on the promise of God, whatever he has promised. That is Christian hope I'm talking about. Christian hope is based on what I'm going to use it, this phrase. There's cultural hope and Christian hope. Cultural hope is, well, uh, I hope hope we could get there on time tomorrow. Maybe yes, maybe no. But we've all used that phrase, hope, in that way. And it's it's like an optimistic desire that something would be fulfilled. But Christian hope is actually guaranteed. Hope is... Uh, as Christian hope is an optimistic assurance that something will be fulfilled. But listen to this. It is guaranteed hope, but it's based on what God has promised. It's it's based on the, it's anchored, if you will, in our unchangeable Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ, and His promises. And the problem with this is, you, like my friend Debbie, uh, there's no guarantee, there's not a promise that if you pray, that then a, a sentence will be dropped, a charge will be dropped, or a sentence would be better. Let, let me come and unpack that a little bit more. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as grief and loss, abuse and trauma, depression and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl.
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. Welcome back to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have questions or concerns about the topic of hope, we have information on that for you. We have resources that will help you to understand the hope that is in your life, that God has for you. Our keys for living called Hope, the anchor for your soul, are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you access the appropriate resources. Maybe it's the, that, one of our keys for living, or some other resource that you can find on our website for free, that we have plenty of free resources there as well. The number again, 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. You can also email them at customer support at hopefortheheart.org and ask any questions you have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. That email address again, customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Just talk to them about something that might be happening in your, your life or the life of someone you care about and what resources might be uh, helpful to uh, understand and unpack what's going on uh, there and how we can help you to do that. So again, customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to our conversation with Bonnie. Bonnie, I do care about your heart, about your prayers. Uh, I, I, I know that you have been deeply disappointed because what you prayed for has not happened. And I know that you're, it's like you said you had faith about it, you were trusting, and what I am saying is we've all experienced what you've said, some to greater extent, uh, with greater consequences. But do, do you understand that I'm, I'm hearing you? Okay. Now, let me tell you what I think will help here. Because the Lord doesn't want you to just be hopeless. And a lot of people, they have adversity and they just become hopeless. And they give up on life. So, so let, let's understand that you, you may have heard this phrase. Uh, in the Bible, it talks in 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, there are three things that remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Have you heard that 
that scripture before? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, we kind of think that we know what the word love is, but what is the difference between faith and hope? I remember thinking, huh, I've never thought about it. And most people don't know the difference. So you're going to learn something that most people don't know because I so analyzed it and then it, it, now it's crystal clear to me. But And I want it to be crystal clear to you. So these two words sometimes are intertwined together. People just think that they are the same, or the, but they don't really know the difference. But they have to be different because if it says these three remain, faith, hope, and love. So there has to be some difference between faith and hope. Let me tell you what the difference is. Hope is an assured promise. Notice I said assured promise, where God has promised something. Whereas faith is acting out on the promise. Faith is acting based on that promise. And uh, another way to say it is faith is hope put into action. Now, do you remember a story in the Bible where it just so happens to be the, um, the, the, the disciples are in this boat and there's a storm. Or there's another time when uh, there's they see something on the water. And initially, Peter thinks it's like a ghost. He, he thinks, what on earth is that? Well, it was Jesus walking yes, yes. on the water. And Jesus says something to Peter. What did he say? Have any idea? Um. Come, come. That's that's it. Yeah. You can come. And so did 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 Peter did he have a type of experience of watching Jesus do miracle after miracle after miracle? Um, did Peter yeah. see him do it? Yeah. He saw miracle after miracle. And so instead of saying, well, that's impossible, Peter ha had hope that anything that Jesus said would be true because he had seen it over and over again. So his hope was in Jesus. And if Jesus says, come, he's saying, you can come here. It's like this is a promise. So the response for Peter was stepping out of the boat. That was faith literally acting on what Jesus said as a promise. You can come here. You can come to me. And so he started walking on the water. Then all of a sudden his rational mind kicks in and thinks, wait a minute, <laughs> I shouldn't be able to do this. <laughs> and so what happened? What, what, what happened to Peter? He started to sink. Yeah, he started to sink. Now, 
Jesus knew. He understood the situation. So he reached out and pulled him up. He didn't allow him to drown. But, you know, this is where the difference is. You and I have prayed at times, Lord, please change the heart of so-and-so. Please change this circumstance. With all our hearts, we wanted something else. But the question is, was it promised in the Bible? Because what we see is in the Bible, and that's our, that's our source. It's like the Constitution of the United States is that's the, 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 the foundation of, of what is supposed to be our laws. But the point is, in the Bible, this is for we as Christians, where Hebrews 6.19 says, We have this hope, an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. And what that's talking about, the anchor's referring to Jesus. The verse before that is, Jesus is our anchor. So anything that Jesus has said, that, for example, uh, what we know in the Bible, um, that's the Word of God. It's not just casual words. When you see God speaking, He says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. You don't even have to know, my friend. You don't have to know what the plan is. He's saying, I've got a plan for you. Now, that's a promise that God says, and that's Jeremiah 29, 11. And what we see is there are actual specific words that Jesus says that he will do in us and to us and through us. And one thing that we know is that he will give us a peace that passes all understanding. He promises that we can have his peace. Now, you say, well, I don't feel peaceful about my son being incarcerated. That, if you, if it, if you say, I can't do that, he knows that. And then Jesus even, the Bible it says that Jesus is our peace. So, at times we have to rely on Christ and say, okay, I, I don't like this situation, but I understand that I need peace. I don't. I can't muster it for myself. So, Lord Jesus, since you are my peace, I I need to put my faith in you to be my peace. Because see, He's promised to give us peace. So, what I've had to learn. And I had to learn it while I was even writing these keys. We have keys for living. I'm going to send this to you. I'm going to send you. Um, it's called Hope. And the subtitle is The Anchor of Your Soul. It's kind of like hope when life seems hopeless. It gives you what you need. What is it that you can count on? And what I learned is sometimes what I, as a, as a Christian, I thought I could pray for. Now, there's nothing wrong with asking, but it's, it's, you know, 
sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes the answer is no, and sometimes the answer is wait. Like, for example, my friend Debbie, whose, whose son, what she, I remember one time she just knew he was going to be released because he was going up to the uh, parole board, and she was just sure, and she was devastated when, and, and, and I, I remember it, she was just crushed, but she said later to me, in fact, she said this last week, if he had been released then, there are things that would not have happened in his life that had not happened yet for him to truly change. And there were there were more changes that that son, her son, needed. And what I'm saying is he's, now he's been out only maybe six months or something or you know, uh, and and uh, so it, it's she she's adopt adapted to the new normal. But I'm saying to you, there are, there's nowhere in the Bible that says if you pray about somebody being incarcerated, then ev even if your life is right and pure and everything, uh, there's no promise. Of that in the Bible, just like there's no promise that a wayward spouse, somebody who's having adulterous affairs, is going to change. You can pray, and yes, you want that, but it, there's not a promise that we can look to. We are told that we are to ask, but it's not a guarantee. You know, the Apostle Paul prayed three times that the thorn in his flesh would be removed, whatever his illness was. And he said, but to keep me from being conceited, he gave me this thorn in the flesh. And it was not taken away from him. I think it was used as a humbling agent for him. And so I'm giving you a realistic understanding we are to talk to God about whatever our concern is that is right to do but God still has an opportunity to say not now not at this time because he can have another work like he was doing for Debbie's son when he was in prison where that son changed It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. 
Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We are a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we want to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. We have keys for living on hope called the Anchor for Your Soul, also Trials, God's Refining Fire. Those and many other resources are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you would like to speak with June about a specific situation in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, we welcome your call at 800-Night-17, and that's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And uh, when you call, you'll just leave a detailed message for us. We'll return the call to talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night and see what questions you might have for June. And uh, maybe there is a a way that, uh, of course, that the Bible speaks to your situation. It happens every night here on the program, and we'd like to welcome you and involve you in that uh, in that conversation. So if you'd like to do that with June Hunt on the program, just give us a call at 800 seventeen. That's 800-644-4817. And we'd love to have you on the program to help you through a situation in your life. Well, let's get back now to tonight's conversation with Bonnie. Well... Uh, Bonnie, we're talking about words in the Bible that what, what do we, how do we view certain scriptures? Because if I am thinking, okay, uh, like I uh, literally 20, now one years ago, I had cancer. And I know people were praying that I would be healed. And I knew it was possible some people are healed, but I also knew that in the Bible there were people that were godly people who were not healed. So um, I, I just needed to leave that up to the Lord as to what His will would be for me. And I can tell you... Um, on Saturday, I went over to someone's house who is in the throes of a very, very aggressive form of cancer, and I gave her 
the book I wrote called Caring for a Loved One with Cancer, and I gave four other copies to her four daughters, meaning they weren't there, but I gave, I signed each one of them, Caring for a Loved One with Cancer. And I said, I've been there, I know what, uh, and, so, and in, in this book, I wrote all kinds of things. What do you do when you're going through chemotherapy? What what will help you? Uh, and and I, I have 50 specific acts of what do you do? And then there's tips for the temporary trials of chemotherapy. All these things. I, I said to uh, my friend Betsy, I said, if I hadn't gone through cancer, I... I would have so little compassion for those who have that journey, that difficult journey. It opened, in fact, it was a whole new language. It it was a whole new vocabulary. Um, I learned volumes that I wouldn't have. When I mentioned it on radio, it's like the floodgates opened. All of a sudden, all these people calling about cancer that would not have called otherwise. But I was going through it. And any time we're going through a trial, I view that that stretches our capacity for compassion because now we know firsthand what that's like. Let me ask a question. Do you believe you have more compassion for a mother whose son is incarcerated or a daughter is incarcerated in prison? Absolutely, yes. Yes. Okay, there is a team member of ours, and her husband was in a federal prison for, I I can't remember if it was six years or eight years, but, I mean, we just kept praying, you know. And, you know, today, Dee Dee's heart is phenomenal. She loves any form of prison ministry. She wants us to do keys on, on prison ministry, and but her heart just is so yielded and and reaches out to those who um, not only are incarcerated but also those who have loved ones who are incarcerated. And she knows how hard it was. She she saw people who kind of avoided her that normally. There wouldn't be an avoidance. And um, so, you know, we became, there were many, 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 many conversations she and I had, and I consider we have a friendship because of that deep trial in her life. But, oh, my goodness, how she was used and is used, not was, is used in the lives of especially those who have a loved one who's incarcerated. Do you believe that God has uh, sensitized you in that area? Um, I do. I feel sometimes too much, though, but yes, I do. Well, what I'm thinking is at times we can not, we don't mean to think incorrectly. We know God can perform certain miracles, but he doesn't always. Uh, and, and so what we do is we present the request, and then, 
you know, it, it, now if it's something that is promised, if, in other words, for the Lord to say to you, Bonnie, I know the plans I have for you, especially in light of your oldest child uh, being, you know, 10 years plus as, it, as, time, as time goes on, however long it is, there is something. He says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So he's going to use this experience in ways that you would not have been able to be used otherwise. Do you agree with that or not? I understand. I um, I do. I, I understand. I have, and this Jeremiah, the scripture that you, you've given, is one that I've shared with him many times, and he's quoted it back to me, and um, he's told me, his, well, I guess God planned for me to be here. And I would always say, no, that's not God's plan. But I do understand that, that especially after hearing you and thinking about it, that that's not necessarily so when I yeah, say well, that. Look, um, yeah, look, look, in fact, look at the Bible, what happened to Paul. He was thrown into prison, and as a result, <laughs> the... Guards prayed, and he was unjustly thrown into prison. And yet the guards, so then Paul started literally presenting Jesus as Lord and Savior, as God. And many of them became authentic Christians. So God's plan was to use Paul in that way, in prison. So... See, that's where, and and I think what I'm hearing is you are willing to rethink uh, some of your assumptions, which I respect tremendously. And that's huge. I'm proud of you for you to say, you know, I thought, no, that wouldn't be God's will. Well, yes, it would be because trials... uh, what we learn about trials is when we're in the furnace of affliction, God removes the dross, that scummy stuff. It, you have pure gold. And, well, you've got nuggets of, of, uh, that, that have to be melted down to remove the impurities. And many times it's through the furnace of affliction that, uh, in fact, I'll send you that too. I'm going to send you both hope, and I'm going to send you trials. You'll really, you'll really see how we are gold in the making. Where we are, God sees us. There are so many references. I had no idea until I started doing the research on gold and silver and the refining process. So your son is—he uh, has an opportunity to come forth as gold, just like the son of Debbie Stewart, who, I mean, there, you know, it's interesting. It's almost a similar amount of time right now. Hers, um, I think, it, I mean, when it, it, I know it was a little more than 10 years, 
But she saw, as time went on, how he he became more yielded to the Lord. Does that make sense? I yes, I understand. I do. I understand. Yeah. And so there's all the hope in the world <laughs> for you because, you see, as you say, all right, Lord, I, I want to understand this in the right way, not just praying for what I want. Yes, I, certainly there's no, there's an understanding. You would pray for no sentence, but that wasn't God's plan. See, there's even unjust accusations there, and I, I, I consider I've gone through something in the past couple of years that I just was stunned, and I know there were unjust accusations, but I, and I'm thinking, why am I? Why do I go through this? What, what, you know, this I've not been through this particular thing before, and yet I can tell you, I've learned. I've, I've um, it's not wasted. It's not wasted. And so, for you to just continue on with that promise of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, because he does say, "I know the plans I have for you." And that means your son, too. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And sometimes we have to be in that furnace of affliction. And then God, when the heat is on, it, 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 at certain temperatures, only certain impurities are emitted, released at certain temperatures. And then, unfortunately, <laughs> never will forget this, then the refiner turns up the, the heat. You think, well, why? That's, that's horrible. No, because only certain other impurities are released at higher temperatures. But God is faithful. God is faithful, just like he used Paul, who was imprisoned. My goodness, Paul was the one who has been considered by so many theologians the greatest missionary in the world. And yet he was un, you know, he, he was imprisoned. Um, what happened to Jesus was absolutely unfair. But it was a part of the plan for him to die on the cross for our sins so that we would humble our hearts and receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. My friend, I think your the faith is not in your prayers. It's your faith is in Christ himself, in God himself. We will send keys for living called Trials, God's Refining Fire. Also, hope the anchor for your soul. We'll send it out to tonight's caller. Free of charge, we do that because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.